Is a narcissist aware that they did something wrong? Does a narcissist actually know that what they're doing is hurting someone else or that it is wrong? If you guys don't know who, I'm, who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I run Raw Motivations. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this platform to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. Notice I didn't say hope. I didn't say hope because my intention on being on this platform is not to keep anybody in an abusive relationship. So not keep someone holding on or thinking someone has that potential when they haven't demonstrated their care. I want you to be very clear that if you're in a relationship where your physical safety is at effect, please get help as quick as you can. Please call the police. Please make sure that you are being safe because that abuse is real and that abuse is very deadly. So please be careful out there. If you don't know who I am, like I said, self-aware narcissist on this channel, I talk with people every single day trying to help them work through the aspects of narcissistic abuse. And I talk to survivors daily to try to be able to help them find you know, their peace, their growth as they're continuing to move away from the narcissist or they're continuing to mentally disconnect from everything that just happened. And do that with one-on-one -on -one coaching. And when I coach with people, I work with them in three different sections. The first one is the trauma bond. And that's the idea of like breaking free from that toxicity of where you know, hey, this relationship is toxic, but I still feel like I want this person. I'm still running back to them. I still want to call them. I still want to engage with them. I still want to hug them, whatever it is. And a lot of times people are like, I know this isn't healthy, but I don't know how to stop like going back. Because what's formed a lot of times is an addiction. And as people break away from the narcissist, they get into a place that I call limbo land that really is the aspect of where there's peace because they're not actively being abused, but it doesn't feel peaceful. And you might be at that spot where you, you've been away from your narcissist for a little bit, but you're like, this doesn't even feel right. Like, I just want to go back because something's missing. And so I work with people to try to figure out and try to get that clarity. So as they continue to move forward, they have clarity and vision in their life moving forward saying, hey, this is who I want to be. This is the direction I want to go. These are the feelings I want to feel when I attain that. And these are the boundaries I'm going to set up to make sure that I don't go back to this person or that I don't get sucked into another relationship. I do talk every once in a while with narcissists or people with narcissistic tendencies. Honestly, the majority of the time I talk to them, they don't come back because they're not interested in that honesty, that vulnerability, and accountability. But that option is out there. A couple exciting things I wanted to announce real quick before we jump into the video, and that is the NARC app. If you hadn't had a chance to figure it out or to, to download it, download the NARC app, N-A-R-C, NARC. Download that. It stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. We're building a community of people that have been through the abuse or that are going through the abuse and they're trying to get out, they're trying to get education. And so on there, we have a lot of different courses about narcissism. We just dropped a new course recently on boundaries written by Bree, who runs Abuse is Abuse. She's got an awesome course there about what are boundaries? What do they look like? How are they defined? How do you make boundaries? Things like that. Check out that course. It'd be great. There's a couple things that's coming out specifically with the app. There's one on Monday nights from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're starting to do exclusive lives where it's just done in the app. If you're a premium supporter, you'll get an email or you'll get a link to be able to get onto the YouTube, which is an unlisted live, so no one else has access. So it gives you a little bit more kind of like one-on-one -on -one time to ask questions, to interact, and to be able to find some answers to the questions you're seeking. 
We're also starting to do for those premium supporters a monthly Zoom call as well. We're having one at the end of this month and it'll continue throughout each month. Every single month there'll be at least an hour Zoom call that'll be time for you to be able to ask questions, interact, help build community with one another, and also have a time of like coaching and teaching of what we're going to focus on each month to try to help you further your growth and your success as you break free from a narcissist and as you get clarity and continue on with your life. Anyways, that's the updates I wanted to have. Real quick, if you don't follow TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, we're all, all on those social medias. Wednesday nights, we have Wednesday night, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. with Lee Hammock on Facebook and on YouTube where we're doing lives for that hour. Thursday nights is when I normally go live from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. We'd love to have you interact there. Let's jump in real quick. So are narcissists aware that they did something wrong? Do they actually know that what they're doing is hurting other people? Well, one of the first things I'd like you to consider is how often do they change what they're doing depending on who they're around? You see, oftentimes a narcissist will act a certain way in front of one person and then change that in front of another person. You've seen this a lot of times when they rage at you and then they walk into work and they act completely different. Or they'll be screaming at you in the car and then they step into their family event or reunion and they act like a completely different person. You've probably seen the switch even more so if you've gone into any type of couples therapy or couples counseling, which is why we normally coach people don't go to couples counseling with a narcissist because you get into that environment and all of a sudden they start talking and you look over and you're like, I don't even know who this person is because they change it around. The reason why they change it around like that is because they know that something is wrong. They know that what they're doing is not right whether that's morally or physically or mentally, they know that something is off, that something is weird, which is why a lot of times they'll change it around. You'll notice oftentimes they'll only act a certain way around certain people, which is why we normally say that a narcissist will let the mask slip with the people that are the closest to them. With a narcissist, the thought of being wrong, the thought of doing something wrong is something they do not want to sit with. The idea of doing something wrong has a lot of guilt and has a lot of shame when it comes to narcissism. When you think about narcissism as a whole, it has this underlying current, this underlying flow underneath it of the idea of shame, that everything upon it is built on that shame. And as a result, they don't want to be honest and they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to actually open up and share what's going on because they can't handle what's actually down below, like the things that they've done, the words that they've said, the thoughts that they're thinking, et cetera, et cetera. So the thought of actually saying, hey, I did something wrong is almost like foreign to them. Sometimes it's on the aspect because they believe they're entitled to it or they have that sense of entitlement of like, hey, I didn't do anything wrong because you're meant to serve me. You're meant to do this. This is not my job. This is what my job is. My job is to lord it over you, to be the God of my universe and say, hey, everybody's here to serve me. But when it comes down to it, when they start to think through the idea of I just did something wrong, there's so much guilt and there's so much shame that they have to go to an aspect of where they blame other people. They blame everybody else for their problems. They blame everybody else for forcing them to do something or pushing them to a certain extreme. But when it comes down to it, they have to be able to push that off on someone else so they don't accept that, so they don't hold on to that, so they don't have to sit with the aspect of, hey, I did something wrong. So I think the majority of narcissists know that they do something wrong. 
They know that something's off. They know that something's weird at the very least level. But they know that something's wrong because they're changing what they're doing depending on the people that they're around. And they're not willing to be honest with that vulnerability and with that shame of what's going on. For me, one of the biggest aspects that opened up initially, like my thought process, was reading the book by Brene Brown called Daring Greatly. If you hadn't had a chance to pick it up, I definitely suggest it. So look at look it up on um, uh, Amazon and be able to grab it real quick. But Daring Greatly. And it says, How the courage to be vulnerable transforms the way we live, love, parent, and lead. For me, as I was learning about stuff, even leading up to learning about narcissism, one of the things I learned about was vulnerability. That was honesty and was shame. And that was the part that really stuck out to me of like, I've got a lot of shame in my life and I've got a lot of shame that's dictating what I say, how I respond to people, how I interact. And at the end of the day, that shame is what wants to control me a lot of the times that makes me say, I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong. I'm always right. And that came out in my marriage oftentimes where my wife would show me something or she would demonstrate something that she was correct, but I didn't want to admit that because admitting that would mean that there's something wrong with me. Admitting that would mean that I'm not perfect. Admitting that would be having guilt or having shame about that situation and that's not something I want to do. So throughout our marriage, one of the hardest things for me to be able to say was I was wrong. Early on in our marriage, those words literally would not come out of my mouth. I didn't even know, in one sense, how to form those words. Like it's, it's almost like I would go to say them, and they just, they just wouldn't come out. I would be like, maybe the closest I ever got was, you know, maybe you might be right, but I wasn't wrong. Or like the idea of like, well, I might have been less right. But I never wanted to phrase the aspect of that shame and that acceptance of who I actually was in that moment or what I actually said or what I actually did to actually have the words and say, I was wrong. And especially not to go farther than that, I was wrong, will you forgive me? And then to change. That was something that wasn't a part of it. So do narcissists think that there's something wrong or that they're doing something wrong? Yeah, I would say absolutely. But they're guided by the aspect of shame. And that shame and that guilt have to be pushed off as quick as possible. And so they blame other people, so they rage out at other people, so they do everything to distract, devalue, and discard the other person so they don't have to live with that. So they don't have to think, hey, maybe what just happened was my fault. Maybe what just happened is causing me shame. Narcissist doesn't want to think about that. Narcissist doesn't want to do that. If you're in a relationship like that where they're never going to admit that they're wrong, they're never going to admit when they do something that when they mess up, when they make a mistake, if they're unwilling to acknowledge that there's aspects of life that they're just not perfect on, it could be a red flag that you might be dealing with someone who might have narcissistic tendencies or at the very least just might be toxic. Those relationships have to be both ways where you can work on it, they can work on it, both can admit, hey, I messed up here or I messed up here. If you don't have someone that can admit that, or can say, hey, this is where I was wrong, it might be a red flag for you to watch out for. So be careful while you're out there. Stay safe, evaluate who you're with, and make sure you're growing and changing to be the best person you can be.
Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule a one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.